The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Welcome to Camp Creep, a podcast focusing on anthology horror. Starting with Tales from the Crypt. I'm Camp Counselor Lauren Jewell. And I'm your least favorite camp counselor, Tish Delano. So, Tish recently disappeared on us for a whole weekend, and <sighs> uh, please tell us what happened. I was filming a horror movie. Ooh. Yes, I had a nice juicy part in a horror short. I don't think I can give too many details at this point, but I do know it will be part of a <laughs> um, a snuff film anthology. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty dark. actually got to watch the edited version today because it was kind of a last minute thing so they had to speed through the whole process but yeah i'm pretty psyched is that what you were in your office cackling about earlier because our offices are right next to each other yes um watching myself die was really (laughs) amusing it's really dark and horrifically twisted how i die but it just brought me so much joy it's always been a bucket list item of mine to be murdered in a horror film on screen well look at that it happened when do we get to watch it We were a last-minute fill-in for somebody that had to drop out, so I'm assuming the project is pretty well underway, so I'm hoping within the next couple months I will have some release information. I I say this the nicest way I can possibly say it, but I am so excited to watch you die! (laughs) It was really fun, and I got to be murdered by a dear, dear friend of mine, so... Oh, that's even better. right, right? (laughs) Who else do you want to kill you but your friends? (laughs) Oh, well, I will uh, take note. Uh, Speaking of murder... Yes? There is a theme to this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes? So before we go creeping in the crypt, I do have a fun fact about this episode for the curiosities with the creeps. This is season one, episode two, All Through the House. Yes. So All Through the House is also the first segment of the 1972 movie Tales from the Crypt. It's a little similar to the show, but what happens is that these group of people find themselves in the crypt. They meet the crypt keeper, who is much more fleshy than our dear old Crypt Keeper. Dislike, but go on. (laughs) And he actually tells people how they die. So the first segment is, and all through the house, and Joan Collins plays Joanna Clayton. In the television series, it's Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Joan Collins also played Alexis Carrington, Kobe in the soap opera Dynasty. (laughs) Yes. And I know you watch American Horror Story. Yes, I do. She is Bubbles McGee. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Apocalypse. That was a good season. (laughs) <laughs> that ended so horribly, as as a lot of Ryan Murphy projects do. They flame out uh, at the end. It was so promising. But I loved her character. She was fantastic. Yes. I'm yeah. pretty sure it must have been like a homage to her time on Dynasty, but I never yeah. watched it. I was alive <laughs> when <laughs> Dynasty was on. I have very vague memories. It wasn't really uh, my mom's jam, but... I know that yeah. we made it pretty recently. 
give or take a couple of five years. Oh, God, years. they've remade everything from the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they can't remake Tales from the Crypt. There's too many copyright problems. They keep trying. <laughs> One of these days. But that's the movie. So this is Tales from the Crypt. Like you said, it's the second episode. And the brief synopsis is we meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a power-hungry, money-grubbing woman pain in the <laughs> ass. She kills her husband. Shenanigans ensue. And everybody gets what's coming to them, which is pretty similar to the last episode, too. That they do. Go Let's delve into the episode. So, of course, we always have the opening with the Crypt Keeper. This entrance is terrifying. It is. Because you see this tiny little Santa come in with a with a big old bag, and I don't know, just seeing the like the idea of the crypt keeper walking around just absolutely like chills me to my core. Also, what do you think is in the bag? Oh, it is definitely parts of Fred, <laughs> and I, I say Fred because there is also the Tales from the Crypt Christmas album that I play very <laughs> loudly at work. I don't know if you remember that from back in like November, December. No, I think I blocked all the, I think I blocked that out. <laughs> that is fair. Snow season is crazy when you work at a landscape lawn company because, yes. oh boy, you you are busy. Yes. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that he has body parts in that bag of his. That's legit. That's pretty on brand. Also, it when you actually see the Crypt Keeper, it is literally so upsetting because he is wearing Santa's face and you see his little Crypt Keeper oh features like <laughs> underneath. And it's just like, it's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what nightmares are made of. It is. Beautiful, beautiful nightmares. And then we get to the actual all through the house You know, it's snowing. We're shown this beautiful home with a Christmas tree, the most perfect Christmas tree I've Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Christmas sheet music on the piano, Christmas candles, cookies for Santa. So many candles. That is a fire hazard. Uh, Next to that dry tree, exactly. You've got the stockings hung over the fireplace. It is a very waspy Christmas. You immediately can tell, like, oh, these are wasps. Oh, I get it now. Okay, I see. I see. This is bougie. (laughs) Yes. And this very stiff, like, woman with a deranged look on her face comes up and grabs the fire poker. I like her entrance was very jarring. So I was like, uh, is this lady okay? Right. And then you got this like grumpy old, I feel like he was a banker. He just has banker vibes. Yeah, he did give off like specifically high level mortgage banker vibes. Yes. And all he's doing is just reading He's reading A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Oh, how poetic. Yes. And uh, he's like, did you get the fire poker? Let me have it. Oh, and does she let him have it? And you know what, sir? You asked for it. Yeah, he's kind of a dick the way he asked about it, so... He was not very polite. Yep, and she drives it right into the back of his head and says, Merry Christmas, you son of a bitch. Ooh, and that's what our Christmas cards for 2021 are gonna say. Definitely. Definitely. Cue the small girl child. Yes, this is where we meet Carrie, the one who left the card and the cookies out for Santa. And this is where we find out the man who was just murdered, that is her stepdad, Joseph. Yes, and Joseph doesn't appear to be the friendliest stepdad in the world. He, I mean, he's dead now. (laughs) 
I guess. You just got those vibes from him, though. Yeah, like he's just not very friendly. And Carrie doesn't call him dad. No. She says, how come Joseph didn't say goodnight to me? Like, not even Joe or Joey or Jojo or something like Oh, God, he's totally not a Jojo. No, but something like a little child would assign. Like, a child's not going to say Joseph. That's so proper. But... Yeah, you you get some, you pick up on some vibes there. So Elizabeth goes upstairs to put Carrie back to bed to tuck her in, but Carrie's too hot. She's basically like a Goldilocks here. Right. And she has to have the window open just a little bit. And she keeps insisting that she just saw Santa outside. Foreshadowing. Everything is bad. Yes. So Elizabeth then goes downstairs to call her lover. Vic uh, Monster. Oh, God. The Vic Monster. Yeah. To let him know her husband is now dead. I mean, this guy has the one. Yes. Yes, exactly. Never admit your crime out loud on, like... Recorded tape, you fucking twat waffle. She's so stupid. As you can tell, we're not fans of Elizabeth. No. She is just so... Oh, I hate her so much. But you know what? Her and Vic Monster belong together because this guy sounded like a real douche canoe. But she reveals it was all about the money. The money is now theirs. You know, I would have been on her side if it had been like he was a bad father and husband, blah, blah, blah. No, it was just all about the money. So while she's listening to this lovely classic Christmas music, she begins to wrap Joseph's head in plastic. Right. You know, she's got to give a present to herself. I also loved that she is using one paper towel square to clean up the blood. Have you ever watched a crime show? Surely there were crime shows in the 1980s. Head wounds bleed heavily. As someone who's had multiple, I'm, the only sti- <laughs> like stitches I have on my face, they're, they're in my head area. Um, head wounds bleed a lot. There would have been a lot more blood. I call when, shenanigans. Is that when the George Foreman grill fell on you? No. Um, oh, that was a bloodless accident. Um, that's a story for another time <laughs> when we get more into my memory issues. (laughs) Elizabeth starts dragging Joseph's body out the door. And I've got some more questions here. Okay. How quick does rigor mortis kick in? Does it different per person? Uh, Because it does take a while to kick in. I believe the bodies are loose. I believe it takes a while for all the joints and stuff to stiffen up. I mean, for the record, I've never murdered anyone. (laughs) I've never had a disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. I've never had to move a dead body, so I don't know for sure. But I believe it does take a period of time for rigor mortis to kick in. And then after rigor mortis, I believe rigor mortis then fades and then they become all loosey-goosey again. Uh, but can we talk about how she fat-shamed him? Right. Uh, rude. Elizabeth, listen, take a lot of pot shots at this guy. Because clearly, as I said, he was a real dick. But no need to fat-shame. Fat-shaming has no place here, Elizabeth. How dare you? Yes. The other thing, my inner dad is screaming because she propped open the door to drag him out. Miss, miss, we are not heating the outside. Oh my God. She uses the thing that you put umbrellas in to prop open the door. Again, very waspy thing to have. You don't just throw your soaking wet umbrellas in the corner of the house and figure, I'll clean that up later. Come on, lady. Like the rest of us. (laughs) Right. Um, so she gets him outside and the music stops and we hear an all points bulletin about an escaped mental patient dressed as Santa who's murdering women in the Pleasantville area. Pleasantville. Again, wasps. (laughs) 
That is the waspiest town. But Elizabeth doesn't hear this because she's too busy dragging Joseph out. And still fat shaming him. Still fat shaming him. And here's the kicker. Joseph's not dead. Somehow. Uh, Yeah, he randomly comes back to life and starts to choke her. And then he just ran as randomly as he came back to life. He randomly just drops dead. And this is where I have more problems. So not only did Elizabeth call her lover Mm -hmm. and leave a voicemail. Yeah. But the bag that she put over his head blew away when he popped up to start choking her. So yeah. now there's just more evidence right. scattered throughout blood, this winter storm. Fingerprints. Come on, Elizabeth. Use your head. This is disappointing. She sets a really bad precedent for women killers. Like, she does not represent us. I mean, not us. Because <laughs> I've <other>. never... <laughs> yes, I've never murdered anyone again. Knock on wood. <laughs> Um, also, you do see the another like foreshadowing moment. You see the axe, like the camera focuses on the axe um, randomly, and then after he dies, the axe is gone, and we hear sleigh bells. Which I'm like, was was this guy just carrying them around? Because he doesn't have be- sleigh bells on him. I think they're on the boots. Are they on the boots? I, okay. I think most Santa costumes have some sort of bell action. Yeah, but this was like actual sleigh bells, like the big string of bells. You I, bet they're sleigh bells. I was in like orchestra band in high school, so I'm very well aware of what <laughs> sleigh bells sound like. <laughs> Nerd alert. Um, and, you know, so then appeared our first, we get to see scary Santa attack. Murder Santa. And he attacks her with an axe and she cuts him with an icicle. Like she cuts into his face. Icicles are terrifying. So she cuts him with an icicle. She escapes. She gets the axe. She makes it back to the house and inside. And he's reaching in and she has to like start chopping at his hand. Yeah, she, like, barely scratches him, but it takes her so long to even consider that to be an option. I know. It's like, Elizabeth, listen here, you stupid, stupid bitch. You've got the axe. And all this time, Elizabeth is screaming. Carrie is upstairs. Right. She's quote-unquote sleeping. Yeah. That kid must sleep like the dead. I want to be like that when I grow up. Oh, God. I would love that. Um, so then Elizabeth calls 911 and then she hangs up when she realizes that, oh, oops, I kind of left my dead murdered. husband. Yeah. That outside. I murdered. <laughs> also, and notice during the scene, the hideous paisley print curtains. I love that. Again. You that. Yeah. Because these people are so waspy. Ugh. It's like an unseasoned chicken breast of curtains, I swear. Ooh, delicious. Would not want to eat that. <laughs> I gotta say, props for killer scary Santa. Mm-hmm. Because the motherfucker used the tire swing to Brilliant. break into the window. Brilliant. So the phone rang and Murder Santa bursts through the window, like you said, with the tire swing and attacks her. And she manages to nail him right in the head with the axe. And you're like, all right, there and, you go. But when he lands, he totally goes kerplunk. And that was my favorite part <laughs> of the entire episode. Also, I would like to point out my favorite part that I didn't notice until the last time I watched it. When he falls, like, when he fa- lands on his back, you can see that he's wearing a pillow. Like, he's so committed oh. to looking like Santa 
while he murders these people, he's wearing a pillow under his jacket to give the little Santa belly. He's got some cushion for the pushing. He does. It's so very precious. Oh, I love it. Yes, we are definitely taking the side of the psychopath killer. Yes, we are team killer Santa here (laughs) in uh, Camp Creep Podcast. And so the phone rings again, and it's the cops calling to warn her, uh, late guys, about murder Santa. And they're going to send an officer in 20 minutes to go check on her. In 20 minutes. And here's the thing about that damn call. And I think it's one of the things we agreed about when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. She's just so repetitive. Oh, she's still a terrible actress. Like, absolutely awful at trying to pretend that everything is fine and calm. Like... She sounds absolutely hysterical, and she's all out of breath. And I'm like, yeah. I imagine Pleasantville PD is just, like, basically all the guys that, like, excelled at gym class, but, you know, nothing else. And, uh, and you know, just stuck around Pleasantville, you know, to become part of Pleasantville PD. <laughs> How pleasant, pleasant of them. Pleasantville's finest. Ugh. Yeah. So she hangs up the phone with the police because they're going to be there in like 20 minutes or whatever. And she realizes, oh, she can blame Joseph's murder on Santa Claus. This is the first smart thing that she's actually done in this. And probably the only smart thing she's done. She didn't do a whole lot of smart things. Yeah, that was probably the best thing. I'm like, yes, good. Frame it on that guy. But if you blame it on Santa, doesn't that mean you're on the permanent naughty list? Is there any redeeming qualities of blaming Saint Nick? None. And so she realizes she's got to take the axe out there and she's got to hit Joseph in the head with it. She's terrible at it. She is. She tried three times to get it. And every time she missed. Not very good at swinging an axe, that Elizabeth. She needs to be more like Niles in episode one and look at somebody when you're killing them. Look them in the eye as you drive an axe through their forehead. Come on, Elizabeth. Is this your first day? So while she's busy trying to frame murder Santa, the wind closes the front door behind her, which I'm like, okay, so the door like auto locks? Okay, I mean, I'll buy that. I'll, I'll buy that. But then you're expecting me to believe the next part, she drops her keys trying to get in the house. She clears the snow away and the, the, the stairs are it's the one crack in the stairs. Yeah, the, these stairs look like garbage. They're wooden stairs and there's a big crack and her keys went down the crack. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You expect me to believe that a waspy town like Pleasantville doesn't have a super strict HOA? Mm-mm. I mean, Mm-mm. it doesn't really look like they had a whole lot of neighbors. But still, the HOAs, no way. They'd be like, excuse me, ma'am, your porch steps look like garbage and you're going to need to fix them or we're going to fine you $700. Thank Ooh. you and have a nice day. $700 to them is probably pocket change, though. That's true. But still... So inside, Carrie wakes up thinking, Santa's here. And we discover that Murder Santa is somehow still alive after taking an axe to the forehead? Well, he didn't get hit with the axe, I think. Like, he got hit with the axe, but I don't think he got, like, Uh, pointy, sharp side in skull like Joseph. Yeah, okay, okay. I think it was just blunt force trauma. That knocked him out. Okay, Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, I mean, as someone that has taken a George Foreman grill to the head, yes, that will, uh, it, it did knock me out, but it did not kill me. Um, Thank fuck. <laughs> yes. So Elizabeth steals Joe, Joe's keys and gets back to the house. This is where the episode gets really drawn out. It just takes forever. Everything just takes an eternity. She gets Joe's keys and she goes back to the house, but she leaves the axe behind, creating a hole in her story. Elizabeth, 
You need to get your shit together, Elizabeth. She did not think this through. She did not. This was too much crime of passion, but also premeditated. This is like whatever that poorly premeditated. Yeah, poorly premeditated. And then the scene of her getting back into the house is like super long and drawn out and she finally gets to the phone she calls the operator and starts screaming about murder santa you know she does a good a decent job of setting up her story does she oh, i'm 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 trying to be nice here. you are very nice to this woman who doesn't actually exist <laughs> right right also i was really unsettled by how like creepily calm the operator was no i do get it yeah that's their job is to be calm to get so, the information 911 yes but i think this was just a regular press zero and get the operator that's fair but i think it's the same same operator every time too and she must be pissed like right. this fucking woman at 12 Lori Blaine keeps calling right right but yeah this woman is like eerily calm to the point where like I, it made me think like I'm like is there is this lady in the house is she in on it and it turns out no she's just I guess really good at her job so she realizes murder Santa is still alive the operator says like do you have a weapon and she's like Joseph's gun and she runs to the closet this is a weird closet It's got questionable doorknobs, but I don't understand how she got stuck in the closet. There's also a window in the closet. I've never... I mean, maybe I'm just not bougie and waspy enough to have ever been in a house that, you know, was fancy enough to have closet windows. Nope. Every (laughs) closet I've ever seen has no windows and are also underneath the stairs. Harry Potter style. (laughs) So yeah, she tries to get Joseph's gun and the door closes behind her and locks because apparently every door locks when it closes in this incredibly poorly constructed home. This is not child friendly. I am surprised Carrie Ann is still alive. Exactly right and she sees murder santa in the closet coming up the ladder in the closet window which again that's just so weird um but she sees murder santa climbing up and she's like carrie carrie's window and carrie hears that sound so she gets out of her bed she opens her window and she's just so excited because santa is here (laughs) climbing a ladder and this is again i have so many questions (laughs) So Carrie is like six, maybe seven years yeah, old. Yeah, she is tops. Tops. She is a little itty bitty thing. Mm-hmm. Killer Santa is yeah. not only super fucking creepy looking. Yeah. I want to know what Santa story he looks like that. Very concerned. <laughs> I also want to know how she thinks her little like 30, 50 pounds body is going to help this giant ass man get up the stairs ladder area exactly because so santa reaches the top of the ladder and there's probably another like four feet four to five feet between where he is and as far as he can reach and carrie's window and meanwhile little tiny carrie is like reaching out the window trying to help him up and i'm like one kid you you can't pull him up if he grabbed on your hand he'd rip you right out the window and two i'm like i mean does murder santa have spider-man abilities like how the hell did he scuss how the hell did he scale that sighting to get into that house? Where are my presents, Santa? Funny you should ask. For Christmas <laughs> this year, little girl, Santa's gonna make you an orphan. You know, Carrie was a little weird. Maybe that was her Christmas wish. We don't know. She wanted unconditional love and Santa was there for her. He was. So Elizabeth manages to break out of the closet somehow, question mark. Um, and she runs to Carrie's room to find Carrie's not there. <gasps> oh, no. Shenanigans are afoot. 
So she goes running downstairs, but she gets halfway there and Carrie comes out, but only half of her. Yeah. And is it me or is Carrie a little smug here? She looks a little smug to me. She says, <clears throat> let me get my little yeah, girl yep. voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, mommy, I told you Santa would come and he didn't even have to come down the chimney. I let him in. Yeah, when she says, I let him in, it's like, I let him in. <laughs> fucking cute idiot child. Like, seriously, this this makes me think this kid wanted everyone to die. <laughs> she is chaotic evil. <laughs> she is. So you have, and she, and she reveals that she is holding murder Santa's hand. And God, Elizabeth. She, she. Fucking Elizabeth. You are the scream queen here out of the two of us. Um, please don't actually scream because it is nearly 9 p.m. Yes. on a weekday and I don't want my neighbors to hate me. But please give us your best rendition of what is happening. So Elizabeth just stands there and goes, For the rest of the fucking episode. It goes on for what feels like 20 minutes of her just standing there screaming, not moving. Well, she does eventually sit down to yeah. in defeat, knowing she she's about to down. get murdered by Skiller Santa. It's like, you're not gonna run. You don't know if this guy's gonna kill your kid. You're just going to stand there and scream. I understand freezing in fear, but it's not even like freezing. She just... Eh. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Get your shit together, Elizabeth. And Killer Santa asks the most important question mm-hmm. the entire episode, naughty or nice? <laughs> and then we're back in the crypt. And thank God the Crypt Keeper has taken off that Santa face. Oh, yes. He does reassure us that Carrie is fine because Psycho Santa had no interest in killing little children. He only likes older women. Yes. Uh, we finally get that first iconic Crypt Keeper laugh. And gosh, is it attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and ugh, more Crypt Keeper feet. He starts kicking. Yeah. Oh God. It's it's. I'm. My eyes are gonna go right to it from now on. Uh. Yeah. He's sitting up on something and he kicks his little creepy feet. Ugh. I hate feet. (laughs) I just hate feet. There's going to come a point where we might have listeners besides our friends. You're just gonna get feet sent (laughs) into your DMs. I can see it happening. I did once have a request from a, a guy. To send him send him feet pics, so I found um chicken feet, like severed chick photos of severed chicken feet, and I like spammed him with them. Oh, chicken feet actually don't taste that bad. Oh, oh. Um, that's your fun food <laughs> fact of the night, I guess. I don't have any food to make you eat this episode. Thank God. He also then asked to see my boobies, so then I just sent him a, a picture of a pair of blue footed boobies. Oh, they're so cute. I know. <laughs> I will troll you, pervs. <laughs> and I will send you my cash app info. <laughs> and now it's time for a segment that we just named today called Who's That Ghoul? Hey. So this episode was directed by the legendary Robert Zemeckis. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but it sounds right to me. So everyone should know who Robert Zemeckis is. He was the director and writer in all three Back to the Future films. He even wrote segments for the Back to the Future video game. 
fancy. Yeah. He directed Forrest Gump and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <gasps> oh, so good. Yeah. And he was an executive producer on Tales from the Crypt for the entire run. Then we have Elizabeth, who is played by Mary Ellen Trainer. She was the mom and Goonies. She was in the emo teen alien classic Roswell. Oh, I do remember watching that. Yes, um, on the on the uh, WB. Did the dude that played Superman not have a belly button, or was that a different show? Also, isn't it Superman? You're thinking of Smallville. Oh. Listen, <laughs> different I... emo teen classic about an My alien. <laughs> but mo- uh, most importantly, <laughs> as I'm scrolling through her IMDb, she played Amy's mom in a film called Amy's Orgasm. Oh. Yeah. I, I feel like when I'm alone, um, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> for I mean, me. We can do it together. Oh. This is. <laughs> it's considered research. Yes. <laughs> but I will say for as much as we trashed her in this episode, mad respect to Mary Ellen Trainer. She had a great career. She did pass away May oh. 20th, 2015 at the age of 62. Hmm. Quite young. And then we have Larry Drake who played Murder Santa. Um, he's actually in the next season of Tales from the Crypt in an episode. He was a regular in L.A. Law. He was a voice actor on Johnny Bravo, Cartoon <gasps> Network classic. Okay, so I love Johnny Bravo. Yes. And one of my fantasy vehicles is the Oldsmobile, a bravada. And my dad <laughs> had one. And it was really pretty and it worked really well and i named it johnny bravada <gasps> I, I don't love it. i don't think he understood why johnny i thought bravada. that was the greatest well, but... Men army <laughs> um but i thought it was good <laughs> most importantly he plays dr evan rendell in dr giggles he was dr giggles dr giggles it's an 80s horror classic and my favorite little thing off of his uh, his acting resume is that he was in The Karate Kid. He played Yahoo number one. <laughs> number I, one, not number two. Number yes, one. Number one. Um, I really hope as my as I slowly, slowly, painfully, slowly build my AMD, IMDb creds that uh, someday I can have a credit like that. But sadly, Larry Drake also passed away. He died on March 17th, 2016 Aww. at the age of 66. But... Seriously, Larry had an amazing career. That man was always working. So kudos, Larry. I thought I recognized the guy that played Joseph, and I could not figure out where I knew him from. So Joseph is played by Marshall Bell. Does it ring a bell? <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, he is in a ton of stuff. Um, I narrowed it down to some like really iconic films. He was in Stand By Me, Total Recall, Dick Tracy, Hamlet 2. Come on. Sexy Jesus. I can't put that on this episode. I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted. But just so you all know, we just had a singing moment with Hamlet 2. And he is in a future season of Tales from the Crypt. But most notably, where I recognized him from, he's in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's Revenge. He plays Coach Schneider. Oh no, the the worst character in the entire second one. The one who ends up with that like leather daddy bar and like he dies like all in like the weird shower room. Yeah, in like that getting whipped to death with towels. Yes, he was Coach Schneider. Oh, that's unfortunate, (laughs) but Um, good acting, sir. And a shocker to no one. Carrie Ann, played by Lindsay Whitney Berry, did 
absolutely nothing. She was in this. She was in a horror, another horror film that I'd never heard of. And she was an extra on Back to the Future 2, credited as Hoverboard Girl number two. Way to, way to milk that, uh, Robert Zemeckis connection there. I was curious about this because earlier today at work when I was not working, sorry if our <laughs> boss ever listens to this, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if she's still alive. I don't, I couldn't get a real answer because she doesn't even have a profile picture on there. It's just those yeah. few random things. I think she just was like, did the child acting thing for a hot minute, went, yeah, I'm, I'm solid. I'm good. I'm, I'm out. Lindsay Whitney Berry, if you're listening to this podcast, we just want to know if you're okay. You're in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> okay. So now the really important question. Did you like this episode? Tish, I am so glad you asked. No. I want to like this episode, <laughs> but I think one of the reasons I don't like it is because I'm not a Christmas person. Oh, I know that's neither. a huge surprise. Oh, yeah, no, me neither. I hate Christmas. I didn't like the episode from a more technical standpoint. It's just the pacing is all off. It's very dragged out. Larry Drake is amazing in the episode. I yes. mean, I, I like he is the thing I love. His performance as the psychotic Santa is amazing. The prosthetics are so good. I just uh, Mary Ellen Trainer and eh, her performance is wooden. The like I said, the pacing is really slow, and I just I did we I didn't vibe. <laughs> we was, didn't vibe. It was a little all over the place because it started pretty strong, mm -hmm. and then all the outdoor scenes happened. And I think this episode could have been like ten minutes shorter. Definitely, most definitely, I felt like they padded it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was not a fan. It, I liked the previous episode much more. I give it two severed thumbs down. Two severed thumbs down. Damn, yeah. that is a statement. Yes. I don't know if I can be that negative, so I'm going to say one up, one down. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I will give one up, one down, because like I said, Larry Drake's performance is great. He's just, he's fantastic. Like, I'm like, I mean, I guess if I'm going to be murdered by a Santa, I want it to be him. That's true. Um, If I were to see him as a mall Santa, I would definitely drag you to this mall with me, and we would be taking photos there together with him. Yeah, yes, you would. All right, that concludes episode two of Tales from the Crypt. We do have a couple of fun notes, though. Tish and I wanted to invite you to Fearful Friday. That will be on Friday, July 9th at 8 p.m. It is totally free, and no matter where you are... You can join us because it's going to be on Instagram Live. And that is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because we are in Michigan. Yes. So it'll be nice and early for all you West Coast folk. Uh, how it's going to work is we're going to Instagram Live on Camp Creep's Instagram account. If you're not following, you should. Please do. It'll yes. make everything so much easier. And we'll be asking trivia questions and telling the answers. It's going to be a super fun night. You will also be able to meet both of my cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to consider that a bonus. Not mine, because she's a little bit of a diva. She is, but she's so cute. I know. Maybe we'll do the next one. If if this one goes okay and we don't totally screw it up, maybe we'll do the next one and we'll do it at my house. So we hope to see some of you at our trivia night. We want to thank Steve O'Dockerson for our fantastic theme song. He wrote that after dealing with us for a few weeks. <laughs> we really appreciate you, we man. We so high maintenance. We're, we're so, so sorry. sorry. 
for listening to Camp Creep. Our logo was designed by Tish Delano. The show is produced by Lauren Jewell and Tish Delano and edited by Lauren Jewell. You can support the show by subscribing to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Creep, Creep it, it real. real.